With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? It's the Lob, the Jam, the podcast coming to you as always with Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty well. I've been watching NBA basketball. Saw the Game of Thrones episode yesterday. I've just been enjoying my TV entertainment. That's good. I'm doing pretty well, too. I saw the Avengers movie just now. It was fun. And the Sixers won. So that's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Clippers East helping out Clippers West a bit, hopefully. <laughs> um, so hopefully the Sixers can make that a series and maybe even win. You never know. The Raptors are still semi-suspect a little bit. I think the Raptors are going to win the East, by the way. But, yeah. uh, but I do. I still think they're going to win the East. But they could lose this series because you just never know. I don't know. It's just something I think, about that team. <laughs> I think the only team I don't think will win the East is the Sixers. I think any of the other three could. I just yeah, that's true. I don't trust the Sixers against – I don't think they'll beat the Raptors, and I don't think they'd beat either the Celtics or the Bucks in the next round. So Yeah, I, I mean, I do agree with you. I think the Sixers are the weakest of the four teams, but if they can beat the Raptors, that would help us a little bit. Yeah, it would be great for the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Clippers, the Clippers lost 129-110 against the Golden State Warriors a couple of days ago from this podcast – um, we wanted to talk about this game earlier, but you know, maybe it wasn't the most exciting of the of the games. Yeah. It was it was exciting though. The Clippers, the Clippers never really were out of it entirely, but they in the second half they were pretty much down double digits throughout. I believe they maybe were cut it to twelve and then yeah. to eleven. Um, but there were a lot of good things from the Clippers side. Patrick Beverly was yeah. really great, eleven, fourteen, and seven. Um, Gallinari had a nice game, 11 of 24, 29 points, 3 of 7 from 3. Of course, Shea, uh, 22, 6 and 5, 0 turnovers in a block, a couple of threes. Shamit, I thought, played well. Um, but the mm-hmm. big issue was that Trez didn't play well, and especially Lou Williams shot 3 for 21. Yeah. And we're not going to win that game. So No. Especially when Kevin Durant goes off for 50, and uh, most of them in the first half. So... It was rough. It was yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a, I wouldn't say a mirror image of game one, but it was pretty similar. Yeah. Um, you know, it was chippy. It was competitive. The Clippers, it wasn't really a blowout, but the Warriors also had a, a pretty firm grasp on the game for basically like the mid-second quarter on, I'd say. Um, I never really thought like the Clippers were going to make a run or really get back into it. I mean, they played hard. Um, you know, they refused to quit. There were like three different times where it looked like it would become a blowout and then they'd string together like a 10-2 run or something and get the lead down to, you know, like you said, 13 or 14. Um, but I don't think they ever got closer than like 12 points maybe. Um, every time they did, Lou Williams would miss a shot or they'd have a turnover or Durant would just hit a couple ridiculous shots and it would go back up to 16 or 18 or whatever and yeah, I was just kind of a seesaw with no real end in sight. Um, and then they just ran out of time. So 
Yeah. That was, that was basically the game. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there are any huge takeaways. I was, I was happy to see Gallo play well again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he closed out the series fairly well after playing really badly for the first few games. Um, I was still frustrated with him just because as great as he is, like he just frustrates me a lot because some of his decisions are just so baffling um, yeah. on the offensive end. Just like he shot pretty well, like 11, 24, three of seven, but like so many of those shots are just these weird post up ISO mismatches. Yeah. These post up. Don't post up Gallo, man. (laughs) I mean, I think during the season it worked fine. I think it was ugly, but effective, but the Warriors just did not let it work. They like sent hedges and double teams and, you know, those guys are all good defenders. Even, even Steph, who's much smaller and prone to foul trouble. Like he's a solid defender. Um, I mean, and he kept trying to post up Clay who like, I think Clay's defense is a little overrated, but he's still like a very good defender and he's big. He's like, you know, six, seven with long wingspan. Gallo doesn't have that big of an advantage in the post. And he just kept trying to post up clay. And I was like, what are you doing? Um, but he played really well. Um, and yeah, I was, I was really happy because honestly that was one of the things I really wanted in game six. I did not think the Clippers would win. And um, I wanted him to play well and I wanted the young guys to play well. And like you mentioned, I thought they did, but yeah, it I, did. It was unfortunate. The Lou Williams game was, was very rough. Yeah, it was bound to happen. It's a it's a tough it's a tough matchup for everyone. Really, the Warriors were locked in defensively. Clay yeah. wasn't really great on offense, but I thought he was really engaged defensively, especially in that first half. Draymond was probably his best game of the series. He had a triple double. Um, Steph Steph didn't seem like he was moving the greatest. Like he didn't seem particularly injured. But I wonder how much this little ankle. Or that ankle slash knee injury. I'm not sure which would which it was, but ankle, um, I think yeah, it looked like an ankle. But the way he landed was kind of weird. It, it felt like it was. I don't know. I'm kind of curious to how um, how that injury will play out. If it'll hinder his mobility, kind of like he was hindered a few years ago before they got Durant. Livingston was a kind of a gimmick, but uh, they played Livingston to start the game to yeah, didn't really matter. Switchy, but it didn't really matter. It was kind of a funny thing they did. Iguodala played well. I thought the Warriors in general played pretty well. Uh, they still had the kind of OKC feel with Durant just going crazy, but Durant is really good. So yeah, he was unstoppable. Man, he's a he's a handful. He's just a great great. I thought player. it was hilarious uh, in in the first game of Warriors Rockets. They're like, you know, Warriors shouldn't give the ball to KD with PJ Tucker on him. I'm like. Okay. You kidding me, bro? <laughs> Tucker is good. Like he's a better matchup on Durant than anybody the Clippers had. Certainly, like he's a very good defender, but like he's not a Kevin Durant stopper. Like, no, it's like Jeff Van Dunny kept saying that. I'm like, didn't you cover like two or three games of the Clippers Warriors series? Like, did you not see what Kevin Durant just did? And PJ Tucker is not stopping him. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if there's anybody like you know maybe a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard because they have mm. some height and length on Tucker. Um, but like it would be it would be fun to see Giannis and Durant just guard each other. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. that would be incredible. Yeah, um, and actually, I think Giannis could do a better job on KD than KD on Giannis because Giannis, I think, is stronger mm-hmm. here. Uh, but I mean, that that would be awesome. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think a Bucks Warriors final would be really incredible. Mm-hmm. I think Raptors, you know, Warriors would be too. I think Kawhi, even Danny Green, he's a little undersized, but he's really good too. On on KD, could at least make him mm-hmm. work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Siakam actually is a really good option because. Oh right? yeah, Siakam. Siakam's yeah, a. The piece. Raptors actually have a lot of guys to throw at KD, whereas the Clippers had none. <laughs> it's like is Siakam is Siakam already a top twenty player in the NBA? Yeah, prob probably right. He should have been an All Star. And he's, he's really good. He's definitely top 25. I mean, I'd say he's around the 20-ish level. Like him, like Lowry, like Bradley Beal, mm, like all those guys. Like maybe Jimmy Butler now, he's not quite as good as he was. Like I think those guys are all kind of in the same ballpark of like borderline all-NBA level. Um, Hemba, like I think all those guys are kind of in a lump. Like they're clearly not as good as, you know, the PG um, – you know, Jokic, Dame, all those guys who were like clearly top fifteen, but yeah, top, yeah. honestly, definitely better than anybody the Clippers have right now. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think that's you know we'll, we'll talk more about free agency and summer stuff later. But I don't. Yeah, was really freaking good. It's cold. It's it's cold, and his family's in LA, and you know I, I think that's the summary of the argument because the I Raptors mean, have a really yeah. good organization too. You know, it's not like he was. I mean, that's stunt. my that's my reason for going back to LA. So eventually, yeah, I mean, it's a good reason. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it definitely is. Uh, but anyway, uh, we anyway. got a little sidetracked. But Lou Williams had a rough, really rough game. I think he was just missing yeah. shots. Like he definitely forced things, but like I'd say he he was three for twenty one. I'd say like seven or eight of his misses or shots he normally makes, you know? It was an off game. Definitely. I mean, yeah. the Warriors definitely played more. Um, I mean, they paid attention to him, but they always kind of pay attention. They maybe trapped yeah. him a little bit more. They doubled him a little bit faster. And um, But he got he got free quite a few times, and he had shots, like you mentioned. I don't, I don't really think there's much to say. I don't really want to bog it down too much on Lou Williams playing badly. He yeah. had a bad game, but... Luke can miss shots, you know. It's not like he's yeah, he's you know. he's not like an all star NBA player for a reason. As much as we love him, you know, mm-hmm. he's not Kevin Durant. Um, you know, he's he's a little streakier. But despite I mean, what our despite what our pin tweet on uh, Clip Station. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if oh if they'd won Game Six, even with Durant scoring fifty, I would have been. I would have gone crazy, man. Um, but I mean, I think probably Pat Beverly. Is the guy I was most. I mean, Shea obviously, but I mean, we we're always going to talk about Shea. But I mean, I think Pat Beverly was awesome. Beverly um, was awesome. I don't know if this was his best game or if the last game was his best game. He's he's uh, incredible. He's been really great to close this series. So he's been he's. We've already said it so many times. We really we're going to bring back Pat Beverly. I'd be kind of surprised if we don't at this point. So yeah. yeah. Um, aside Shea. from that, Shea was great. I mean. Shea's awesome. I don't. I don't even know what to say about him anymore. Just very confident, and his first quarter starts have been really great for this team. Those home games, and the Clippers had like a ten point lead for a second, didn't they? They had a nice little lead yeah. for a moment in the first quarter, and Shea was balling. Um, six assists and no turnovers is pretty impressive for a point guard against the Warriors. Really? Um, yeah. Very. Yeah. And I thought his defense as. It was most of the series, except for game three when I thought it was pretty bad. I thought his defense was pretty good. Um, he closed out hard. He didn't foul too much. Um, his, he's already very switchable on, you know, guys like one through three. Mm-hmm. It was too much for him, but KD was too much for every Clippers yeah. player in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I thought he guarded Steph, Clay, Iggy, Draymond when he was on him. I and mean, he mostly just rotated off him in health, but, like, 
he guarded like four of the Warriors' best players in the series, and I think he did decent jobs in all of them. Uh, Shaman did a better job on Curry, but I thought Shea, when he was on him, did you know a perfectly adequate job. Yeah, yeah, he's just really good. Um, he's already really good. The only thing I'm upset about is that he spent you know over half the season shackled to the corpse of Avery Bradley. Uh, what a mistake. Anyways, that feels like it was a, such a long time ago that I can kind of look past it at least. I will never forget or forgive. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Green played 30 minutes. He was uh, not good. It was, wasn't great, unfortunately. But that's fine. It. I mean, he'd been, he'd been so good in earlier games, so I was fine with him getting minutes. And he was their best option on Durant. It just you know, He was, yeah. It's just not saying very much, but... Yeah. Uh, Jerome Robinson is the best player on the Clippers team. Uh, had eight points. That's pretty funny. <laughs> eight points is what lit up uh, Clippers Reddit and Clippers Twitter uh, from a couple of games where he had eight consecutive points. But Jerome Robinson showed some promise. He played good defense. and He played I, well. I am... I was probably... You know, I was pretty impressed by how he played in the postseason. And he seems like a player that can be a future player on this team. So... That was it. Was an encouraging postseason for all the kids, except for Zubat, who, who just had it's a, such bad, a bad matchup. But yeah. I really just, I won't, I won't take much away. It's a bad matchup, and his hands are just clearly. I mean, I don't hope his hands are messed up because you know I want him to be healthy. But like, if that's his regular offense and the hands were really bothering him, that's bad because he was brutal offensively down the stretch of the season. Yeah, seems um, like his hands are messed up. Yeah, so like I think he just needs to rest up, get those hands healthy. Definitely needs to bulk up. Maybe, honestly, even more than Shea. Um, yeah. To be quite honest, I think he might need it more because he just needs to finish stronger and yeah. be able to defend bigger guys. But the promise is there. I'm, I'm really not worried about him. But I thought Jerome showed good flashes. I think, I mean, the Warriors paid a lot of attention to Landry Shamit. They and, did. Like, I think outside of that one shot in – game two, and then he had a couple big ones in, in mm-hmm. four and five. I, he was almost entirely shut out on the offensive end, but I thought his defense was good. And I thought he played really within himself. He didn't force very much. Mm-hmm. He just kept playing, was very calm, and yeah, just very impressive. I think he and Shea impressed a lot of people nationally. I mean, Zach Lowe wrote about them. Um, was pretty. I mean, he wasn't like effusive, but he was, you know, he, he gave them their, their due credit. They just looked ready. You know, they looked ready for the playoffs against the best team in the world. Can't really ask much more of that. So the Clippers are really promising. Um, Farbod wrote a thing today about, you know, how they have a bright future with quotes from a lot of different people. Um, We have a couple other stories along those lines. I think, do you think this is the brightest the Clippers future has looked since like the first year or two of Lob City? I think it probably has to be, right? I mean, it has to be. Really quick about Shamit. I think if anybody's anybody's facet of a game benefited from this series, it's probably Shamit's defense because nobody thought of Shamit as a defensive yeah. player. And now he must think of himself as a defensive player too. He guarded Steph Curry and he was, everybody will be talking about him as the guy that, the big rotation change that swung this series is to be competitive. So of anything, I mean, we all knew Shea had this kind of offensive capability at times and, you know, Shea, Shea played pretty well, but he wasn't averaging like 20 a game. He had some bad games in there too. Um, Shea was great. He was super poised, but I think Shamit's defense was probably the most consistently surprising thing from the series. And I think a series like this will build his confidence probably like exponentially on the defensive end, whereas, you know, playing 
I don't know, uh, the Blazers or the Blazers yeah. probably would have torched Shamet, but Curry- I mean, I think also for Shamet, I think he's the one who probably took the most away in terms mm-hmm. of what he needs to work on. Right, right, like right. Being able to do stuff with the ball in his hands. I think in terms of just attacking closeouts, he's fine. He has like a decent dribble and he can mm-hmm. hit those little floaters and he has, you know, decent vision, but I mean, he can't create anything in one-on-one yeah. against yeah. good defenders or run pick and roll. And I know they want him to play kind of a JJ Redick role, but I mean, one of the reasons why the Clippers offense struggled so much in the playoffs is because they were overly reliant on JJ and it's easy to shut out a guy who just plays off ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not learn a lot from clay. So yeah, you can learn a lot from clay. I mean, he's, he's built more like clay. He's bigger than JJ. He has a quicker release than JJ, if anything. Um, But I mean, I want him to develop more ball skills than clay because in some ways, I mean, clay has become like the archetype of a three and D guy, but like, he's also still can't dribble. (laughs) He's been yeah. in that like nine years. I wonder. I wonder how much different his development had been if he was on a non-Steph Curry team. I think he might have gotten more ball handling reps and maybe become more of like a Beal or like CJ McCollum type. But um, anyway, I think Shamit can take the most away, not just in terms of what he did well, but also in terms of what he needs to work on. Or Shea, like I think Shea, the only thing is like be aggressive. Like you can take anybody. <laughs> Uh, like a little bit more work in the one-on-one stuff I think there were times when he wasn't quite his handle wasn't quite sharp enough Um, but really I think for him it's just about shooting you know Mm -hmm. really nailing that three-point shot off the catch quickening the release a little bit and then starting to take him off the dribble more I mean Shamit I think has a little bit more work but yeah it was promising I mean I think I could not have asked for that series to go any better there was only one blowout really which is three um, I mean, I think one in six, the Clippers were never really in it, but there were some fun moments. It was like, you know, they were fun games to watch. It wasn't like a blowout. Um, yeah. You know, four was really competitive the entire way through. Mm-hmm. That's the game I think the Clippers really wish they had back because I think yeah. they could have won that one. Definitely. Uh, two, obviously historic. And game five was just an awesome win just from start to finish. Incredible win. Probably I, the I mean, best. That was probably the best win of the Clippers season. I, I, maybe of the Clippers ever. I, I mean, I maybe say, of ever. I wouldn't say that far. I mean, I think game seven against the Spurs. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, game, seven was a, game seven is still the most important win in Clipper history. Unfortunately, it was quickly erased. Um, but, yeah, but that yeah, was I mean, an incredible game. Yeah, I mean, the... the this series could not have gone any better. I'm shocked it went as well as it did. Like, absolutely stunned. Well, yeah, we both thought this, that the Clippers were going to get swept. So Yeah, and not even – I was hoping for, like, one or two games, like, games one and six. Like, that was kind of, like, the limit. Like, my ideal was, like, one game four, one game six, and I was fine with the other two being blowouts. And just – I was very wrong. <laughs> very surprised by how well this team played. Um, aside from that, I mean – Shamet, Shay. I kind of wonder, you know, kind of want to see how Curry and Clay look like their rookie seasons. Just wondering how much these two can fill out, especially Shamet, how much bigger he can get if he does hit the weight room. And I think Doc actually told Shay, I think. Yeah, he did. He said he was going to get him some weights. It's pretty, <laughs> it pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I kind of wonder how big, um, how more filled out those two can get. Because, you know, Shamet, it's kind of in between what Clay is and Redick is, like body type wise. Mm-hmm. But he's a rookie, so you wonder if he can get more so towards how Clay is. Clay is a strong dude; like he can he really, is, yeah, he's very muscular, very strong guy. So you kind of wonder 
if a rookie like Shime can get closer to that area, it would help us a lot if he can be um, a bigger dude who can kind of also run still, but still be able to handle some guys that are bigger than him. Because otherwise, guys are just going to drive into him, and he's not really going to be able to stop them because he's yeah. kind of tiny. But anyways, um, I think that's mostly all I really have to say about this game. The Warriors were great. I mean, they're, they're really good. <laughs> they're, they're really good. They're probably going to win the championship. So, I mean – yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought they didn't play well in game one against the Warriors, and against the Rockets, and they still beat them. Um, yeah. The Rockets didn't play well either, but I thought it was, a lot of it was due to the Warriors' defense. Uh, obviously, there's this infamy about the foul calls and this whole nonsense. I wish both teams would lose. Yeah, uh, they're both terrible. That's uh, <laughs> horrible. Like, I try to root for the Rockets because I still like Chris Paul. No, James ever, Harden, though. But, James. Like, I just can't, I can't do it. <laughs> them i really just i can't <laughs> and all this stuff that chris did is a clipper that i didn't like him to do he does still so i just i do want him to win because like, he's an all-time player and like there's all this nonsense still about how he's like not great and not a winner and like i just it's annoying to me That's stupid. but yeah i mean he's not very fun to watch anymore and it's uh, james Harden, man i'm telling you it's Ugh. and some team from the east needs to win i don't care i, I don't want the celtics to win anybody but but, like, the Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, And honestly, you know what? If the Raptors win and Kawhi gets a ring, he might just leave anyway. He's like, I got a ring for Toronto. That'd be um, nice. I don't, if, he, if he wins a ring, I feel like he'd be crazy to leave. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you – know, we may as well just talk about it since, it's, you know, it's the end of the season. But, I mean, I think their best hope for the Clippers is probably that he loses in this round. If not, then in the next round. I mean, I think if he goes to the finals, much less wins in the finals, like, I don't know how you leave that. Like, no way. Yeah. I just I don't I don't see it. Um, I'm, root, I'm rooting hard for the Sixers right now. I know, but it's I mean Mike Scott is out. He's kind of a big loss for the Sixers, which is not Yeesh. great. Yeesh. Boban can't play. Tobias's shot has been off, but I think he's actually played pretty well. He's been attacking the glass. Um, he, he was great to close that last series. Yeah, so he was the last four games of the next series. He was great, and I think. Outside of his shot not dropping, I think he's played pretty well the first two games. I think his defensively, he's been okay. Uh, rebounding has been good. He's really flashed some nice playmaking, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this JJ just gets attacked on defense. It is what it is. But, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Clippers East and against Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, like, he looks incredible, though. Like, I just – every day I watch him, I'm like, I really want him on the Clippers. He's great, man. Like – He's awesome. He's super good. I've always loved Kawhi. The whole thing with the Spurs was shady, but whatever. I've forgiven him. <laughs> Come to the yeah, I mean, nobody knows what happened there. Like nobody yeah. outside of maybe him and his agent or like Uncle Dennis. Like maybe the the Spurs training style. Like, I I don't even know. And it's been kept really under wraps. Like I don't think there's been any kind of story about what actually happened there. I don't think anybody really has any idea. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I want him on the Clippers. He's awesome. Like, I think in the regular season, he wasn't amazing. Like, he was really good. But, like, he wasn't, like, top five NBA player good. But then in the playoffs, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, he's still Kawhi Leonard. Like, very – a not great Spurs team on his back to the Western Conference Finals, Kawhi Leonard. Man, remember, remember Kawhi in that last playoffs uh, before he got before he got hurt and all that stuff happened. That Memphis game that went to overtime that he just oh, completely insane. he was insane. That was like some of the best playoff basketball I've seen. They lost that game. I think Conley hit a game winner. Yeah, he but did. He was awesome in that game, and he's just 
he's amazing. Like he's legitimately he's 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 a top five player, and if we can get him, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, I mean, I think his defense has probably slipped a little bit, but I think offensively he's even better. Um, yeah, he's I not like he's... a great passer playmaker, but like he is really tough to stop from scoring. He is. Mm-hmm. Every move in the book, basically, and, and he's such a he's such a great fit on this team. Gosh, yeah, perfect. Just bought him in. Just come, like, yeah, come just, yeah. We'll pitch Kawhi. Yeah, if, for just, just come. Okay, all well, right. Uncle Dennis listens to our podcast. <laughs> Uncle Dennis probably does listen to our podcast. We're getting good listeners because of these Clipper wins. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't have much else to say about the the Clippers Warriors series. It went better than I thought. Um, I'm not rooting for either the – I suppose if I had to pick, I'd say I'm probably rooting for the Rockets to beat the Warriors. Um, I, I kind of hope the Warriors just sweep through the rest of the playoffs. That's the other thing. I think that's the – that might be the next best. It makes the – I think that's the best. most realistic thing is that the Warriors just kind of rampage through the rest of the playoffs. Oh, I think them beating the Rockets in four or five is like very much on the table. Oh, very much in play. I think if – I want to say that if the Warriors win the next game – I would say the Warriors can win this game in five, this series in five. Yeah, I think the Rockets probably get one at home, but yeah, I mean, and then they're gonna sweep the Blazers or Nuggets like that. Oh, they're gonna destroy the. Blazers. Oh, I'm gonna be excited for that series. <laughs> oh my god! And I like I like the Nuggets well enough, and the Blazers are eh, but like oh, watching the Warriors dish out sweet sweet justice to the rest of the Western Conference will be fun, and then. I want the retrospective pieces where it's like, wow, the Clippers were actually better than we thought. It's like, yep. Me too. Yeah. You know, the Clippers are, I think I was listening to, to Jovan, Jovan Buha's uh, podcast, Clip City. A lot of great podcasts on the Clippers, not just ours, but ours is, you know, the best. Obviously. The best, yeah. Of course. Yeah, but uh, Jovan had uh, um, Isaac Lee, who is, you know, a ringer yeah. fame and a quality Clipper fan. And he was talking about how the Clippers are just better than and have more star power than the league and even Clipper fans have kind of given them credit for between Lou Williams and Danilo Gallinari and even Trez to an extent you know and it's a it's a good point this team isn't you know this team's taking a lot of almost semi insults by saying you know there's no star on this team there's no they play hard they yeah. play hard they have such great effort the Clippers play hard that's what makes them whatever man but that's some more TNT like armchair and, and analysis. I just of the Clippers. They just say nothing about the Clippers. It's pure fluff. But either way, yeah. I mean, I think like when you look up and down the roster, like Pat Beverly is a monster. I mean, mm-hmm. I think defensively he's probably a little overrated, just because I don't think one on one he really has great chops anymore. But what he brings in terms of like help defense and leadership. And for a rebound, he's a nuts good rebounder for a guy his size. Oh, yeah, so good. Even when he was a Rocket, he was fantastic. Yeah, insane. Like, he had 14 rebounds. And he had, I think he had 14 in the game before as well. He 13, did. 14. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's he's an insanely good rebounder. That's really important for all, like, the shitting people do on Russell Westbrook for the rebounds. And, like, the, the, the Thunder clearly get him a lot of those rebounds. Being a good rebounding guard is really – like, that's a really valuable asset. Um, yep. he's a good three-point shooter he doesn't take enough of them but he's good and he never turns the ball over ever um he's just really good like i don't like i i tweeted this a few days ago i think it was during or after game five but he does not get credit for just how good of a player he is um and like Landry shamit is already hitting 40 plus percent threes on pretty high volume with at least acceptable defense to good under the right circumstances and has like 
you know, at least acceptable other elements of his game. Like, he's really good already. And Shea is, as we've discussed, like, a bajillion times on this show. Wait, wait, is, is Shea good? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, they're good. Like, the Clippers are good. Lou Williams is one of the best offensive players in the NBA. Like, I don't – his defense is atrocious. But like, yeah. And he's a little streaky, which is why he's not, like, a true star, I don't think. But, I mean – there are not many players who are better offensively than Lou Williams. And mm-hmm. Neil Gallinari, by almost any advanced metric, was one of like the 20 most valuable, impactful players in the NBA this year. Like, I don't think he's a top 20 NBA player. But like, he's probably, he and Lou are probably around the edges of top 30. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for example, like, I think a lot of people would take CJ McCollum over either of them. I think I'd rather have either of them than CJ. Um, That's tough. Personally, I mean, I think, well, at least, at the very least, I think it's a very close call. It's close, yeah. And I think most people would just be like, oh, if CJ's better, I'm like, I don't know. Um, I think Lou is a much better passer and playmaker. CJ's certainly probably better at getting difficult shots to fall, but Lou gets the line more. He's a more efficient scorer, way better passer. Mm-hmm. And Gallo, a much more efficient, much better defender. I mean, they're different positions, but, like, I think I might take both of them over CJ and, and like, I think CJ, most people would rank him much higher than them. So I, I completely agree with that take, you know, the yeah. are good. They're really good. I thought their execution and game plan against the Warriors was excellent. I thought yeah. with the right strategies, I think they adjusted correctly as the series went along playing green more, cutting Chandler out, cutting Zubats out. Um, you know, even the decision to play Jerome Robinson turned out to be good somehow, some way. Yeah, sure. Um, like, <laughs> pushed all the right buttons. Like, the schemes were good. Just Kevin Durant was too good, and the Warriors were too good. I mean, Draymond Green in game six was bananas good defensively. Yeah. And as a playmaker. Like, I can't... I, I, was, I was close to saying that Draymond was their best player, but let's be real. It was close. Yeah. Like, you could... There are people out there who've made the case for it, and, like, I don't think it's insane. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's Durant, but, like... Yeah. Insanely good. He was very, very good. Draymond yeah. was very like when he tries, they get really tough to beat. And when yeah. he's not like getting ridiculously angry and making stupid turnovers, but like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think the Clippers played just really well, except for Game Three when the Warriors just hammered them. Like the average, if you take out that game, the average margin of victory for the Warriors was like probably like six or seven points per game or something. And the series was under 10. It was just under 10 for the Warriors. And that counts like a huge blowout. So, I mean, I think the Clippers, I mean, they certainly weren't even with them, but like they played them pretty well. And like, I don't think the Nuggets or Blazers will do as good a job. Um, I mean, I think the Rockets might lose in less games, but the Warriors are also going to play harder against the Rockets than they did yeah. against the Clippers. So. Yeah, the Warriors could have lost that last game against the Rockets, but things yeah. worked out a bit. Anyways. Um, you know, I have a lot to say about the Clippers. I, I think we might save some of it for future podcasts. But, I mean, this Clipper season, this Clipper team, I think we're both kind of in agreement. This is probably the best, the most fun Clipper team in Clipper history. Yep. Um, and just, I don't know. I have so many takes, but I don't want to blow it all in one pod. Yeah, I, we'll keep I, bringing them out. Yeah, I mean, I think I. I mean, Shea is one of my favorite Clippers ever already. Like, I love <laughs> Shea, and it's true. <laughs> it's crazy, like how much I I love his game, and just I think he's just so much fun and good kid, and seems like he has hard work ethic and always saying the right things, and just seems like a pro's pro already. 
Um, Shamit, I've also become attached to pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I just love the young core. Zubat even I like a lot. Uh, Jerome is Jerome, but he has shown some promise. And Trez and Lou, what we have for cheap. Just like all the cheap players on this team, man. It's just... It's, it's the exact just, opposite of Lob City. Absolutely, yeah. Literally, yeah. like, you could not construct more <laughs> like, different teams in yeah. the span of, like, what, two years? Two Crazy. years ago, the Clippers were losing to the Jazz in seven hideous games mm. with Lob City. And they've wow. constructed, like, the exact opposite team. So, wow. Yeah. And I cannot believe that was just two years ago. It was, it was just two years ago. It was, like, that a was... Long time ago. Man, that game seven was... Oh, just abomination. Yeah, what the Clippers, do they crack like 80 points in that game? <laughs> I don't even remember. I think I blacked it out from my memory. Yeah, but. I think I think I tried. I think I tried most of that series. just an awful to watch series. I just remember Chris Paul almost pulled like an OKC. And in, in, uh, what was the game? It was game six like yeah. when he had a turnover. And I think Rivers hit a huge three-pointer and it put us up by like seven. I don't even remember that. I remember Paul did something nefarious. <laughs> he, he did like he did like a half-court turnover, I think, in the Clippers yeah. almost lost that game. But, but like he carried – I know people got ang- – I remember he wasn't good in game seven and people got upset at him, but I remember no, him but he carrying was great, them yeah. the entire first six games. He did, yeah. He was yeah. great. It's basically the story of Lob City. It was just everybody getting injured and Chris Paul – playing too many minutes and eventually getting tired or injured and then the Clippers losing. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're probably, I don't know the exact schedule, but I think we're probably going to do kind of more specific breakdowns of players and probably not dedicate whole pods to players, but maybe like do like a couple of the young guys or like, you know, a couple of veterans, whatever. Um, On Clips Nation, the exit interviews will be rolling out starting tomorrow. I have the lovely task of writing about Marcin Gortat. Um, Nice. Yeah, which honestly, I, I end up saying, you know, mostly decent things about him. I just, you know, for he what was, he was. I he think was he, fine. He was fine, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I really have too much else to say. Um, yeah, me neither. We want to do a quick power ranking of who we want to win in the, the playoffs. Like, we kind of already laid it out, but I think in the East, in the West, probably mm-hmm. the Nuggets. I mean, it's not going to happen, but. Right, sure. Go ahead. There has to be a team, like. I think the yeah. second option might just be the Warriors. Like, I would be perfectly fine. Like, if they destroyed the Rockets and then destroyed the Blazers, I would be perfectly happy with that. I'd be fine with that, too. And then the East, I mean, I guess Sixers because they're, they're Clippers East. Yeah, Sixers and then maybe the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks and then the Raptors probably and Celtics. Yeah, I would still rather, even if Kawhi wins, I'd still rather he win than the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, it's... The playoffs will be fun this round. Hopefully the Sixers can win that series. That's really all I care about. I want the Warriors to sweep the Rockets just so I can laugh at the Rockets. Um, <laughs> and I want the Nuggets and Spur- I mean the Blazers to exist, I guess. Like, whatever. Like, it's fine. I think I want the Nuggets to win that series. I love Jokic. Jokic is... Yeah, Jokic is good. But, man, the, Nug- the Nuggets... The Nuggets have a ton of good players. They're almost they're a little clippery the way they Except are. Jokic is just much better than Except Jokic. Jokic is obviously a top ten player in the league. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really have that flair of a top ten player, so he's not like particularly exciting. He, he just does all the right things today, though. I don't know Did what he, he finished with, but um, he... well, who was guarding him? Canner. 
Yeah, is he Kenner finished even with, playing? Finished with 37 points, nine rebounds, six assists, three steals, and two blocks. Oh my god! 11 for 18 shooting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better than any Clipper player. Yeah, it's um, better. That's better than uh, Lou Williams, probably. <laughs> yeah, as great as Lou. Yeah, I mean, and Jokic is kind of underrated defensively. Like he's not great, but he's just so big. Like you just stick him at the rim, and he'll get some blocks and like deter some shots. And he's a great rebounder. Um, yeah, kudos to Jokic. He deserves a lot of praise. Yeah, Lillard had 39. I saw some of that game. It was actually pretty good. Um, that should be a fun series. I have zero rooting interest, really, which will make it more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love those series. It's always kind of a relief when the Clippers aren't out, are out of it because I can kind of just enjoy it more instead of stressing out sure. about everything. Uh, um, yeah, I, I stress way too much about these yeah, Clippers it's, games. It's unhealthy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think probably Sixers and Nuggets, you know, and – We'll see what happens. The Bucks. I really want the Bucks to beat the Celtics. The Celtics snobbery if they beat the Bucks is just going to yeah. be unbelievable. Like we have to. I think, all I, th- I think the Bucks will win that series. Still, I, I have hope. I, I wrote an article about them today. Like I don't know what Budenholzer was doing. His game one was so bad it made me want to give Doc Rivers coach of the year, even with the Avery Bradley stuff. Wow. I don't know if you saw that game, but the Bucks literally no, had zero game plan for anything the Celtics did. Like Yeesh. they didn't know how to guard like the Kyrie Horford pick and roll. They didn't seem to realize that they would go at Brook Lopez every single time and drop coverage and just shoot threes. It, mm. Like Eric Bledsoe only played like twenty five minutes. I had zero idea what was going on. Mm. Um, it was he was awful. Bud was. Um, but mm. anyway, uh, yeah, I think I'm ready for Twitter questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we have like five, I think. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. From First one's from Mackenzie Powers uh, at MK Powers. Drafting Taco Fall at 56. Great idea or best idea ever? Do you know who Taco <laughs> Fall is? Who's Taco Fall? He is like the seven foot six guy on UCF. Oh, the sure. Team, did you watch the team that almost beat Duke in like the second or third round? Oh, round? yeah, very briefly. Yeah, he's this huge guy on that team. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, I think he's the kind of guy you honestly – I don't think he's really an NBA player. But, like, I'm actually curious to see. I'm going to start doing more draft stuff. Um, I mean, the Clippers have, like, the 49th pick and 56th pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm legit curious if they do something like what the latter era Lob City teams did and just pick guys who are probably never coming over a la David Michino so they can save roster spots. Right. I don't think they should unless they really have guys penned into those spots because like, as we saw in Lob City, we saw that like having young cheap guys is really good. And like, you know, I've been kind of hard on Sundarius Thornwell this year, but like Lob City could have used a guy like him, even just on occasion. Right. At least more than David Michino. You know, right, never going to play in the NBA, though. He has been better this year. But, um, I mean, I don't have any particular affinity for Taco Fall, but I'd be perfectly fine with them drafting, like, a guy who they actually want to play next year in the second round. At least one. Yeah, me neither. I'd rather have a player that has some sort – even if, a, if it's a Sundaris Thornwell type, I don't I don't really know this if he's just a tall dude. They're bringing in that UCI guy that was on, that was on the uh, – on the Warriors G League team that was on that team that took Louisville. Oh, to oh, yeah, yeah, I know uh, who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mama Dow, I think he was. I, I, I went to UCI. That's the only reason I'm, I'm referencing him. <laughs> but yeah, bring if you just want like a tall stiff, like well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not calling this guy a stiff, but it sounds like his his height is like half of his appeal. So. No, it's like eighty percent of his. Yeah. Appeal. <laughs> All right. Uh, we just need another Cole Aldridge. 
No, yeah, Cole was so good, man. I love Cole. Bring back Pablo Prigioni. Bring back Pablo. Um, the next question from Young Trill at your boy Young Trill. If we only sign one Max guy, Kawhi or KD, it's going to be Ka- Kawhi. 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 It's going to be Kawhi. What non-Max free agents would he target with the rest of the cap money? I think they just bring the band back. Yeah. I mean, I think Pat Beverly is a must if you only have one Max guy. Even if you get two, I think they have to try to do some sort of deal with him where he gets his money. But if it's only one Max guy, you have to bring him back. I think Zubats is coming back. Uh, he's restricted. I think they're going to match any offer for him unless it's completely outrageous. I think Jamichael Green really played himself into coming back. I mean, he might be expensive now. <laughs> um, but I think he's old enough and not flashy enough that I don't think he'll be too expensive. I'd be perfectly happy with Garrett Temple, too. Really, the only agent who I'm cool with letting go of is Wilson Chandler. Um, yeah. <laughs> unless I'm missing anybody. Yeah. I mean, Gallo, Shea, Shamit, Lou, Trez, Jerome are all under contract. Ty is and, still. I think Ty is non And Ty. And Ty. So that's like that's seven guys right there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with Wilson Chandler walking. Um, oh, and they can even bring Magruder back. I mean, he was never really here, but... Yeah, yeah, Magruder. Magruder seems like somebody that could be in a rotation. I so. think it's probably going to be him or Temple and not both. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, either of those guys, I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine with. Magruder's a little younger. Um, might be a little more expensive. But, anyway, um, yeah, I think if it's just one max guy, I think just the band is coming back. Except yeah, for maybe, pretty, like, one or two dudes. I kind of want to just bring Kawhi and just have the band come back. I think for my, my happiness and, like, my fun Clipper yeah. thing, I think Kawhi and the band is is almost the most ideal. Obviously, you'd rather have Kawhi and Durant, but I just think that's a pipe dream, so. I, I do too. I don't, I don't think Durant is coming, but I mean, yeah. yeah, I think completely agree. I think if you get Kawhi and just bring back, especially Pat and Zubats and two lesser than green, like I am very happy with that team. That team would be yeah. fun. That team, if healthy would win like 55 games probably. Yeah. Um, you know, if the Warriors break up, I don't know if that team would beat the Warriors. Like honestly, Kawhi Leonard's so good. I think they would have a chance if the young guys step forward. Like, yeah. I think that team would be a borderline championship contender just with mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. He's I that. agree. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Next question from Matt Chong at M. Chonger. Yes or no to an Anthony Davis trade if it has to be centered around SGA? Uh, any Anthony Davis trade would have to be centered around SGA. I think the Pelicans probably hang up the phone mm-hmm. if it's not. Like, I don't think Shamit, Jerome, and Picks is enough. Like, I guess maybe if it was, like, Lou and Trez, but, like, then that just makes the team really thin. And I, I think it has – I mean, would you say yes? I, I think it really depends. Yeah, I mean, objectively, you feel like – you mean, you'd have to say yes. If it's objectively Shea, uh, Shea and, like – Gallo. Gallo and maybe picks. the Miami pick or something. Objectively, you have to kind of say yeah to that. But, man, it's – I really – I love Shea. I really don't I mean, want – <laughs> I actually think if they don't have another Max guy, I don't know if you say yes to that. Because hmm. if you don't have another Max guy, next year's free agent class is not good. Um, and if you don't think you can put another star next to Davis, right? He'll leave. He might just leave. I, he might just leave anyway. I just don't trust him. Or yeah, I would need to have some sort of semi assurance that he's staying. But I don't know. It's hard for me to trade Shea and, and that contract. I think if you got Kawhi. Or KD or whoever, it would probably be Kawhi. 
and his either his condition to coming was AD or, you know, it was like, we'll both, you know, or if AD says we'll resign if you have Kawhi, mm-hmm. then I think you probably have to do it. But yeah. if it's just for AD, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't trust him to stay. But yeah. I just, yeah. I want to steer clear of that whole thing. I just, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And like, AD is awesome. Like, he's an awesome player. He seems like generally like considered a pretty nice guy, but like, I don't trust his agency or, you know, the people around him really. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, objectively, you probably have to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> but I would, I'd probably cry. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be so excited, but I'm more attached to Shea than I was to Eric Gordon, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I was super sad when Eric Gordon got traded. So I was I, I was I, still I, sad because I thought there was an idea for a moment that we could trade Bledsoe instead of Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Gordon was so good that year. Um, Eric Gordon was so good. I thought he was going to be the best shooting guard in the league. Yep, so did a lot of people, and just it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um. But he's had a nice career, so it's okay. He's had a nice career. He's had yeah. me a lot of money, been on some good teams. Yeah. Um, next question from my dad. Uh, do you risk keeping Gallo or do you trade him for picks in a smaller contract? So I think the risk with keeping him, I guess, would be that, you know, either he's not as good next year or he's injured. Um, so I think the question might be, like, even if you don't get a star free agent, like, do you trade him anyway just while his value is high? Which I think is interesting. Um, good question. Do you think they should? I don't think they can really. I mean, he was so good this year. I don't think they can. Like, I think right now, unless you can get him for a superstar, you package him for a superstar. You, if you get Kawhi, you know, or Durant, you might as well keep Gallo. You know, because we're gonna be able to bring back the majority of our rotation with Kawhi or Durant. And what's the point of trading Gallo for like? bet like smaller contracts or lesser like two lesser players like you might as well just have gallo because we're already going to have a full rotation so i i'd rather yeah. i'd rather just keep him unless we can trade him in a package for a superstar yeah and i think then the final question is from mitchell robles um what's the cutoff price for beverly the moon <laughs> yeah i mean honestly i think I think ideally the Lou Williams contract would be incredible if we can give if we can give that something along those lines. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I would pay I would pay like twelve million a year for a bet if I had. To. I would personally contribute money. <laughs> I think like the Clippers, tax, like tax the Clippers really wanted to like they could run like a public like a GoFundMe. Like, and we would. I'd contribute to get money. I would. I would send in like ten dollars. <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter, yeah. but. Well, you could get some of those rich Hollywood types to throw in, you know, a few grand here or there, probably. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Billy Crystal. <laughs> yeah, Billy Crystal. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers have such cooler celebrities than the Lakers do, too. They do. They do. We have we have Billy ben, Crystal. Ben, Sta- ben Staples is my favorite celebrity fan, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, I, I mean, Paul that. Shear is good. Um, you know... They have some writers like Jen Stasky who writes for some really awesome shows like follows mm-hmm. the Clips Nation Twitter handle. Shout out to all you guys. Shout out. Shout out to the celebrity fans. Shout out to uh, celebs. Um, but yeah, like great celebrities. Like who Lakers have Jack Nicholson, who's like 80 years old and like hasn't been in a good movie in like 20 years. Like, get him out of here. 
Oh man, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really have too much else. You know. It was, it was yeah. It's um, it's it's just been a great year, and uh, I think we're going to talk a lot more about this. We'll probably have a Clipper recap a bit on the season and players that have played, and just uh, just a great season. Really fun team. And I think that'll do it for this episode of the Jam the Podcast. Anything else to say, Rob? Oh, I don't think so. Just enjoy the playoffs, everyone. We'll probably be back, I'm guessing, next week. You know. Yeah, we'll probably do another pod soon. Yeah. Weekend or, you know, whenever. We'll, we'll be back fairly soon. And yeah, just enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy, you know, Game of Thrones or Endgame or whatever. Whatever other entertainment floats your boat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty of other stuff to watch, even without the Clippers. But... The Clippers released an end-of-season video, one of their hype videos, and I already want the season next season to start. So I'm so excited. That's the biggest difference between this and Lob City. Every time the Lob City teams lost in the playoffs, I was, like, really sad and, like, just vaguely annoyed. And I'm like, this – I'm already ready for next year. Like, you know, I'm ready to yeah. go. Yeah. An exciting season, an exciting new beginning, so maybe an exciting time in Clipper history. So, as always, leave us a nice review and whatever you listen to us, too. And I'm going to have a nice long sleep after this. As always, go Clippers!